Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mommy Faceted Podcast, a podcast for moms of color who are juggling motherhood, career, and just real life. Today, we have a really great episode for you. Uh, But before we get into the episode, I want to let you know that we have a special announcement if you are listening to this in real time. Next week is Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving comes Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. So I have wrapped up a big announcement for all of these days with a a special kind of discount code for the announcement, and you will get all of that information next week. So I want you to stay tuned. I just want to give you all a little sneak peek because it is coming. I want you all to be looking for it. You can look for it on your email from Mommy Faceted or on Instagram. So if you want to hear about it first, then make sure you are on our email list. And that is at mommyfaceted.com slash community. There you can join the email list and you will be first to know what this big announcement is, first to grab it. Uh, And then you also get other emails from me about the uh, guests that come out, any special giveaways. We did a giveaway last week um, with some Jero products that uh, I really love. And so there's all kinds of special things happening on the email list only. So if you're not there, you're really missing out on the other half of what Mommy Faceted is all about. So head over to the website, mommyfaceted.com slash community, and there you can join Now, on today's episode, we have Jenny LaFleur, and she is the mom behind Mama Fresh. And I love to follow her because her she just exudes confidence in everything that she does, whether she is speaking on TV segments, whether she's kind of running around the city of Chicago, exploring things and doing things with her son or her husband or her friends. Um, And she just really shares what modern motherhood looks like for her and that could be parenting differently than we have in the past having relationships differently than we have in the past being a different kind of wife than in the past Um, we talk about all these things on the episode and so it's such a great conversation with her to just get another take on how you can do things so that's what I love to do love I love about following her is seeing all of these different takes that she has on motherhood We talk about how she maintains her relationships and what she does to keep them strong before they break down and so much more. If you want to find more about Jenny, just head over to mommyfaceted.com on the website. We've got show notes for today's episode as usual, and there you can get all the links to follow her. All right, now let's get into the interview. Hello, Jenny. How are you? And welcome to the Mommy Faceted podcast. Hey, Mama. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am excited to have you on, and I've kind of been following you from afar, so I'm glad we got to connect and are able to chat a little bit. Um, I am too. Same thing here. Uh, Your podcast has had like all the homies, so I'm (laughs) excited to be in such great company. Yes, good, 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 very good. Um, Yeah, so I just like to start out with kind of going back. Uh, did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? Uh, were you kind of nervous going into it or were you excited? What were those kind of beginning days like for you before becoming a mom? So I became a mom a couple weeks before I turned 36. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, so it's kind of like it's two chapters as I think of my like pre-motherhood. So I was always like a social, like always out doing fun things, always with a ton of girlfriends, dating, and had a real ample social life. So I was told by some people that I wasn't the marrying type. And if I was a marrying type, I wouldn't be the mom type because I don't know how to sit down. 
Oh, wow. You know, that's what I was told. Wow. So that was in my 20s to early 30s. And, you know, you and I was in, and then I got into kind of like crazy relationships. And so you start to internalize those things. Like, I don't know if I'm built for this because what I thought of the classic, what a mom looked like, I wasn't that. So mm-hmm. I never like drew out like my kids' names and my name, you know, mm-hmm. I knew, you know, I love my brother. I love my sister. I love having siblings. So I thought a family would be awesome. But like I said, I didn't know if I could sit down long enough to be a mom. So that was like my early 20s. And then you get into your 30s and, you know, the pressure happens. And then the pressure alleviates. I think around 35, right? I'm like, well, I don't think this is cracking. So let's just just let up and let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was. And I didn't know. I never tried to have kids before. My husband doesn't have kids. So you go from, I'm maybe I'm not the mom type to maybe this is just, we're going to, you know, maybe I'm in my thirties and, you know, maybe am I too old to become a mom, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you get on that journey of trying to conceive you and that becomes a whole different thing, you know? Absolutely. But, you know, and I was in fashion, I traveled all the time and I didn't see how motherhood would fit into my current career either. So I didn't know how it would work out. And then we got married and then we got pregnant and I was like, this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So there I was, you know, 36, you know, pregnant for the first time, you know, lots of fun. Yeah. So I'm, it's so interesting that you brought that up because, um, I just was texting with one of my girlfriends the other day and, uh, she's, um, you know, kind of early thirties, just had her first son. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about how much do you really have to change, uh, when you become a mom. And she was saying, you know, Obviously, one thing she knows is the whole hitting snooze a million times is not working for her right now. Um, But, you know, what else in life does she have to kind of change or modify or adjust now that she's a mom? Mm -hmm. And same for you. You know, you've had this whole life. You've been used to kind of getting up and going, doing what you're doing. And, you know, it's different when you're in your 20s and, you know, the things that you're doing aren't necessarily as life impact, you know, impactful. But when you're in your 30s, you know, you're really into your stride and you're, you know, you know who you are. Um, so having to kind of wrestle with that new identity of, okay, now I'm a mom has, um, you know, been kind of on her mind. And so I would love to know your thoughts on kind of how you, you know, kind of came to this identity of Jenny as a mom versus who you, you know, who you were before and, you know, how much of that has changed? How much of it did you keep the same? Did you wrestle with any of that? You know, what, what kind of, what was that transition like? Sure. So I changed a lot. But it's so funny because I can't blame it all on motherhood. Okay. Also, there were other changes. I got married. Yeah. I became, like you said, in your late 30s, you just think that more things fit longer. So you think longer about your decision. So for me, all these life things were happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to isolate what changed. But I will say, like, I was on the go before. I did sit down before. And I don't sit down now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, luckily, you know, I have the type of child that I have loves to be on the go with me and we've done that since the beginning so that's the only life that he knows Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and I think that one thing about becoming a mom a little bit later in life is that I have the confidence of who I was as a woman and so I was able to bring that into motherhood so I started I know I love to be surrounded by people I know that how I grow so I was in my first post part like my first like postpartum class at my son was three weeks and 
and I joined my first mommy group. Mm-hmm. And I knew that is what I needed. You know, people are like, girl, you're taking a baby out the house. You know, black mamas, girl. Yes. <laughs> but I knew that I, in isolation, that my mind could go a little crazy. Yeah. And my husband was traveling some, so I knew I needed to be surrounded by other women. So since I, that was a priority, I've always relied on that. Um, I think motherhood, for me, has like, even though it's changed me some it's given me so much confidence and like boldness and like badass that I mm-hmm. didn't have before mm-hmm. because I know I'm so capable of so much yeah I, it's interesting um and that was kind of one of the things that I had mentioned to her was you know there are moms who they wear heels they got they're chasing their three kids you know they're not you know, mm-hmm. their style is one thing they're not going to change for you it's being on the go and being around people and your friends and your family that's not going to change so there's definitely things that are like you said kind of within us there are you know characteristics and those things you and I love how you said you know that you were more confident in who you were and so knowing that being that type of mom just you know, kind of fed into who you were as a person and you didn't have to have a, you know, an identity crisis of, you know, what do I like to do? What do I like to listen to? What do I like to eat that a lot of us moms have? Cause you know, we're so kid, kid, kid all the time. So that's why, and, I, and sometimes if you don't feel like that, you feel like maybe you aren't being the right type of mom, Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, but exactly. you're, you're including your family. Like I'm just looking at the long game, you know? Mm-hmm. So we listen to, kids bop and you know Alvin the Chipmunk but we also listen to like Foreign Exchange and Stevie Wonder and all of that fun type of stuff in our house because there's we have a holistic house you know what I mean none mm-hmm. of us have to shut off and shut on who mm-hmm. we are just to exist in our home you know so yeah. I that's like the type of philosophy we're going with right now and I think that like you were just saying, like the whole thing of like, you know, before I used to wear heels and this, and now I can't do it just because of functionality. You know, mm-hmm. I think that motherhood strips, like really takes you down to what's important. So are the heels important? I believe I was in fashion before I became a stay-at-home mom. So is it the heels that are important or is it important for you to present yourself in a pull together way to the world? Yeah. Because that's what it had to be for me because I thought it was the heels and the new clothes and I was always getting stamped all that stuff but that's not what was important I loved I love just invoking style out of myself and you know expressing myself in that way so once I knew that was what was important I was able to switch it up and it wasn't about the heels or the name brand or going shopping every you know every season right now I'm creating a capsule wardrobe for myself Mm -hmm. and that helps me you know every day feel good about how I step out into the world yeah, yeah, that's important to break it down to what are the actual priorities and focus on that. What are the actual priorities, right? Then it takes a minute to sit with yourself, though, because you can get easily caught up in, like, oh, you know, everyone knows I used to wear three-inch heels. Yeah. No, everyone knows that you used to look too good when you came later. Right. You still can. Yeah, I love that. And then that's, and that's easily done for any area. So I, I love that it's, you know, practical advice that, that you can do so you don't feel the stress and the guilt of, you know, I'm not who I used to be or I'm, you know, losing myself. You you don't have to. I think the stress of that to mamas is so hard, girl. It is. Because you are, you know, everyone's like, girl, you need to get back to you. Yeah, the snap back. Girl, you cannot get back to you. I I always say that, and I don't mean to bust anybody's bubble. Mm -hmm. It's just that you aren't that person. You Let's not minimize what you have gone through, you know. And so 
you can create the new person who you are, though. That's what you can do. Yeah. You can shape who that woman is. But if you steady chasing who you were, going out on a Wednesday night, wearing a size six, you know, all these things that was good before, it takes away being satisfied in who you are now mm-hmm. and appreciating the glory that you, you know, have brought to the world that you can really embrace in this new woman. Yeah, I could talk about that forever. I think it's um it Girl, is so too. yeah. It's so interesting how we glorify other things. And it, we even glorify other other mothers who are doing things at different seasons and it's you know it's it's not your journey, it's not my journey. It may be, you know, the time mm-hmm. that she's in, the time I'm in, whatever it is. It's you know, it's it's definitely doing a disservice to the the space that we're currently in whatever season that is. And that's why conversations like this are so important. So we can bring it up and have an open conversation about it. And that way we can create value in different ways. Right. Yes. It's all valuable. I love that. Good. So you are big on community. You have Mama Fresh Mm -hmm. in Chicago and you're kind of the mom in Chicago who's doing the stroller walks and you're on TV, um, different TV segments. Um, you know, kind of whatever event is going on, it seems like you are there. Um, and so why was it so important for you to kind of be, become this face and voice of Chicago moms and, and kind of where do you see that going? So it was, I never, I never set out to, to do this type of brand. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to stand into a gap. So when I traveled, when I first had my son, and I would travel Monday through Thursday, and then I would come back on Friday. I would come back Thursday night. Friday, I would do my expense report, and then I would pick him up early from daycare, and we would go and do an activity together. You know, like mm-hmm. the $20 music classes when he was six weeks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> theater and all that fun stuff. So that was um, very important to me because I wanted to really spend quality time. I mean, if we really want to get down to it because I was trying to make up for the time that I felt guilty for working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just an honest, honest answer. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to these classes, girl, driving 30 minutes, and I was often the only mom of color there, not the only woman of color, because there were other um, women of color, um, black women caretakers, but only the, my son would often be the only, you know, black child there. Yeah. And um, I was 30 minutes out of my hood and 20 minutes, and there were just some crazy, like, small microaggressions being said and I felt so isolated and like or they would you know went to a yoga class and they're like lay back like there's sunbathing in the sun and I'm like what the you know what I mean (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. not saying that sisters don't sunbathe but that is not a reference that I use on the daily you know and so and I am in an old college sweatshirt and leggings and they are in like the the newest Lululemon. Yeah. You know, Lululemon had seasons. So it's just, I felt alone. So, and me and the stroller walks were my first event. And because someone else was doing stroller walks and they were charging people 25, I was on my turn. My checks, we had every dollar mm-hmm. rationed out for mm-hmm. my self funded maternity leave. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I cannot pay you 15 and $20 just to walk, though. To push my own stroller that I bought. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I, so that's how it started. I was like, okay, I'm going to be at this Starbucks, and we're just going to walk. And if one mama shows up, then we're going to do it. And that day, three mamas showed up. And that's what I was going to do every Tuesday. And then fast forward one year, I think. And so 
for the next opening stroke of walk that next year we had 60 moms show up mm-hmm. in the fashion industry so it just started I just started listening to people and I was just like you know in the words of every you know black woman all right I'll do it you know <laughs> so women were like we need a yoga class all right then I'll find a yoga so then I started putting on yoga classes Girl, mm-hmm. we need to know what to do this weekend. You're always doing stuff with your kids. Okay, let me tell you where to go. So I was literally standing in a gap, fulfilling a need of what um, needed to be done. And I did. I'm my whole thought process was I had taken the summer off because I got laid off, and I got a nice separate package. So I was taking the summer off to be with my kids, mm-hmm. and I was going to go back to work in the fall. But then Mama Fresh just picked up momentum, and my husband's like, we got to see where this goes, you know? Yeah. And now we're two years later, and it has grown from, at first I used to think I needed to do everything that was needed for moms, like, on the south side of Chicago. You know, like, every mom that was, like, a woman of color, a little bit older, that was fostering, adopting. Every mom that felt like the other, I felt like I needed to put programming on. Mm-hmm. And that can be exhausting, yeah, you know. It's a lot so of what I have shifted to, yeah, that's, I, it's a lot of responsibility you can feel. So what I have shifted to is that I need to create the space and be a face and be, and that's why now the TV is so important and the radio and all these, and, you know, podcasts like this is because when I'm vocal and I'm being seen, then people are like, oh, there is space for this in this neighborhood. Oh, we can reach out to women that don't fit this narrow, very narrow shape of what we would think a Chicago mother looks like. Oh, we can do programming in their community. Oh, we can expand what the journey in the motherhood looks like. Mm-hmm. And since we've done that in the last two years, there's, since I've shifted to that mindset, so many more opportunities have come. Now there's, Every time I see someone do like a family program on the south side, a concert or something, I feel so good because I know I was a part of making that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I love watching it too, because it's kind of, it's kind of like this modern way of mothering, you know, it's, it's different than maybe what we grew up with or our parents, you know, what our parents have kind of modeled. And, and I love that it's, it, it does give you space to feel like, okay, well, yeah, I want to be doing all these things and I want to have my kid out and I want them to experience all these different experiences. And, and so I, I think it's so important to really let that shine so that other moms in other cities or maybe, you know, like you said, where you are, just get, get this creativity and these ideas. That's what I, I mean, that's probably one of the favorite things when I get women that are in other cities and they'll be like, I'm getting my mama fresh on and taking my baby to a museum and they are scared out of their mind because who knows what this child is going to do. Yeah. But they're doing it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Doing it scared. And so I love that because we are raising a different generation yeah. of kids and we're parenting in a different fashion. And that's why the whole mama fresh again because it's a fresh approach to motherhood. That's what we're doing. We're taking bits of the wisdom that our parents gave to us, but we're weeding out a whole bunch of that other stuff and we're adding in a little bit of our own and we'll see what comes out of it. <laughs> That's the best I got. We'll see. But so yeah. far it's so good. We're yeah. raising culture kids that are comfortable yes. and bold wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's so important, just how the world is changing. They're going to be in, you know, completely different landscapes than what we were in. So they've got to know how to adjust and and manage all of that, which is important. 
But you know what, too? The world better know how to adjust to them. Because yeah. the meekness and the you got to work twice as hard to get half of what's the, all the things that our moms are. Our kids are not here for that. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the world better get ready. I um, was at a, I had a meeting and my son, OBQ, was one at the time of one and a half. And it was at the University of Chicago's hospital. And they were having a meeting with the World Health Organization. So it was a really big meeting. And I was there as a community partner. The boardroom was filled with all execs, the director of this, the director of that. And my son was there because we were having an event afterwards. And he was sitting on the conference table playing with like little toys to mind his business. And I was like, you won't be giving down. And the president of the the hospital said, no, we are going to have to adjust to him. Mm-hmm. He is the future. Mm-hmm. He is the generation that are going to be comfortable wherever they are. They're going to be vocal wherever they are. So let everyone know that we need to adjust to the future. And she used that moment as such an example. And I still hold on to it years later because the, she's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So right. Um, and I think, it, like you said, as we're kind of raising them to have those kind of old school mantras and things, you know, just kind of shattering them is, um, is, is, is exciting to watch as our kids are, yeah, kind of taking their identity and they're, you know, kind of going out on their own and showing who they are. Um, right. We don't mute them. Like, you know how your mama used to tell you like, girl, you're doing too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or don't you see grown folks are talking? Yeah. All those things. Exactly. (laughs) Or like you're too loud or you're asking too Uh many questions Mm -hmm. or you're wondering about this or stay out of this. We are muting that for our kids, so it's very interesting to see them live to their full capability of creativity and questioning. You know, my son was with my mom, and you know, his favorite thing is why, why, how. And she's like, "You're asking me too many questions. Don't ask me why I can't." And he's three, and he told her, "If I don't ask you why, how would I learn?" Oh and she's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> he was right. Yeah, he's so right. Good. Um, so I would love to know about your relationship. So you've got, you know, your son and you spend a lot of time, um, well, at least publicly sharing about things that you do with him and making sure that you all are, you know, connected and, you know, kind of intertwined with each other's lives. Obviously, you take him, um, you know, take him around to the events, but then you're also kind of teaching him things. And, and we can see that watching you um, just kind of watching your blog and online. Uh, but I'd love to know sort of how do you make time for your marriage, your relationship? How do you make time for just Jenny? How do you make time for your friends? What are those relationships like um, outside of just being a mom? Uh, and then also this relationship with yourself. How are you making time for all of those things? So it is all a work in progress. That's the, um, the other thing is that, you know, I have to let go of this idea of balance. Mm-hmm. You know, that I was going to be sparking on all cylinders at all times. For me, it's more like a juggle. So there's some things that are up in the air and some things that are in my hands. And I'll, but I'm aware of everything at every moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And my son is only in school part time. So he's at home with me a lot of the days. So that, so I'm in mom mode a lot, you yes. know. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, it's so interesting because we, we're only married for a couple of months before I got pregnant. So we have grown in our marriage, but as parents, so is, I don't know. I've only known eight weeks of us without thinking yeah, about you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So it's a, it's something that I'm constantly aware of and trying to be better about um, because I don't want my husband to feel like the plus one in this situation Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, Q and I are together so much. That's just mm-hmm. me being honest and real, though. Yeah. So we, like, we just took a five-day vacation. That was our first one since Q's been born. And so with just the two of us. Yeah. So that was like a break in case of emergency because we needed to get reset. And it's not that we were going through like issues, but we were trying to be proactive before any of that stuff started. So for me, those, it's about pockets of time. So moments where we can connect. Um, but often it's about like intense connection. So we started doing staycations last year, like mm-hmm. literally on a Saturday night, finding a hotel room on like hotel tonight, like an inexpensive hotel room and going there for the night while cues that my, my parents or my in-laws, because we have to be outside of our house and the things that come along with that, where we could just be husband and wife with each other. Just, you know, because with our social life, a lot of it is things that we have to do. So, you know, events that we need to attend because of someone's birthday, mm-hmm. a gala that we have to go to because it's needed for my husband's job or because of my appearances, you know, things that we need to do. But optional things of just him and I, we have to start checking in on each other more with that. Yeah. So that's what we are. And it, and it is an open conversation. The thing about my husband that's so dope is that I can talk to him about anything. And when I say anything, anything, like he's nothing, nothing grosses him out, nothing shocks him, mm-hmm. nothing gets mm-hmm. upset. So I can literally stop and say, Hey, I love you. And I haven't talked to you in weeks. Can you tell me that you love me? Like, of course I do. You know, yeah. but it's, we just get into such an emotion of our day to day. And I would love to say we have a day night every week. We don't. We don't. I love to say we have a, you know, we put it on the calendar. We have not gotten to that point yet, but we have said we are becoming more aware of like too much time has passed or we're coming up to that point. Let's make it happen mm-hmm. and make each other a priority. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very healthy for my son to see as well. And that he can see that because he's pick up on all type of energy. And so for him to see that we're still connected as we raise him. Yeah, I think that's smart, too, um, that you're just kind of going by how things feel, Um, you know, because like you said, real life may not allow for you to say, okay, every Friday we're going down, you know, down Mm -hmm. to whatever to go out. You know, that's not necessarily possible. Um, And it may not even be something that you would want. I know we're kind of homebody type people, so. For me, trying right. to plan a date night every week would probably stress me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's different ways that you could be living that would work for you. So I'm glad that you kind of shared your the way that you, that works for y'all, um, just to kind of give people an idea of the other ways that it can work rather than just the normal, you know, once a week, what do this? Or like you said, put on the calendar. You know, if you're not there and that's, you know, fine, it, whatever works for you is, is what you got to get to. It's whatever works for you and your and your partner and and to be have an open conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And that way you just make sure that no resentment is building up. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't want. Mm-hmm. So just that open conversation and then as a means say, I don't I don't know who needs to hear this, but have sex with your husband tonight. I mean, you like that physical connection mm-hmm. can just 
days can go past mm-hmm. and it can wean off, you have to make that a priority. Yeah. And then all of my wife groups, all of my mom groups, we talk about it all the time. And it's something that the sexuality of being a mom and finding it again after birth, after I breastfed for 25 months, after my body is literally so different than it was before. Um, finding that sexuality again is really important for yourself and for your marriage. Well, for everyone listening, you heard it from Jenny. You have uh, homework tonight. <laughs> yes, girl, get it popping tonight. <laughs> tonight. And then my girlfriends, you know, I'm, I am the best thing I did for my girlfriend relationships was to get mom girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my single girlfriends or girlfriends that aren't moms, I can't expect them to be everything for me. So if they ask about my son, they're curious, but they don't need to know the ends of out of this Tom Turkey craft that we have to have done in three days. You yeah. know, they don't really care about that. Yeah. What I need, what I did do is I created a separate group of my mom friends and they are so dope. They are so, we talk about everything, motherhood, nothing too small, car seats, you know, days off of school, what museums are we going to go to for the holidays, all those things because they matter to us. Mm-hmm. Being able to share it with that group gives me the space to show up for my other friends that I had before I became a mom. Yeah, yeah, that's true because you have that outlet. You don't feel like you're always talking about your kids because you have that other outlet and you can kind of just do, you know, talk other things with, you know, different groups of people. I like that. Right. And they don't want to hear about their kids. They don't. The they really don't. That's the thing. <laughs> they, I mean, they just don't. Like yeah. they are being so polite and they're being so lovely, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So you have to have these friends that you could talk to about different stages because motherhood is always changing. And so you have to have these friends that you can talk to as, as things change. Or what's going to happen is you're going to be in these other friendships and they're, you're going to share something and they're going to say something and you're going to be offended and that's a turn bad too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're in different spaces, it's hard for, it's hard to have that connection on that specific topic when you don't, you're, you don't, they don't understand where you're coming from and you, you know, you have to kind of adjust. Girl, you barely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So why would you think that somebody who hasn't had a childhood, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. just allow them that grace and, you know, get you some more friends. Get some mom friends that you can talk to and, and you know, go to meetups with and meet up at events and so you won't be going by yourself, you know? Yeah. That I think it, it's those women mean so much to me and what's so different is that my girlfriends before, they all Pretty much all look like me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're sisters, mm-hmm. we're a certain mm-hmm. age group, you know, in different type of careers, we're moving and shaking because we've been friends for so long. This group of mom friends looks like United Colors of Benjamin because <laughs> what's important is that how dedicated we are to our family. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of us are married and we can talk about that. We can talk about our kids. And so I chose them for the stage of my life right now. And so something about that makes it very special. Yeah, that's really nice. And you are blessed to have that. I, I know a lot um, of women in our community are, are looking for that and trying to find out where they can, you know, meet up and where they can connect with those types of people. Um, but, you know, it is out there. It probably, I'm sure it takes a little bit of work. Someone for the first time and, you know, you're being nervous and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be worth it. It's worth it. 
it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, so the last two questions that I ask every guest first is what is the thing that you are doing right now? That is just for you. It's where I am right now. The co-working space that I recently became a member of is just for me. Mm-hmm. It is an expense that no one understands. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is something that, you know, my husband, it's a woman's only space. So it is other women that are around and I get up, I get dressed, I drop my son off and I come here. And it's so aesthetically beautiful. It's like what I would love. You know, you're always saying you're going to get around to decorating that one room here. My house, yeah. like that's the office. Mm-hmm. But right now, it has like an old crib in it and a rolling Just everything. This <laughs> whole space, the whole floor, is literally like you want that room to be. Yeah, it's so nice, and it's so. And I love coming here. So that, and then I'm starting to work back out again. Those are the two things that are just for me. Good. And then last, and question. it's not massages, it's not manicures, yeah. it's not that type of, but it's still self care. Yeah, and and because it makes you feel better, that's all that really is the requirement on that one. So I love that. Yeah. Um, and then last thing is, what is a thing that you must do to keep all of the balls in the air? Pray mm-hmm. and make a list. Mm-hmm. You and both of those start in mindfulness. So I started in my same my day the same way with a notebook. And that works for me because if I'm able to write everything down, I sleep so much better because I just get it all out. Yeah. And and that helps me. And in the morning, I do the same thing. Like as soon as I'm able to sit down, I write down everything that I want to do for the day. So for me, just awareness and putting them all down, you know, putting it all in one place, that helps me so much. Um, my days can be so busy. So if I don't take a moment just in prayer or yoga, if I have the time or meditation, some may call it, but just a moment to say thank you of gratefulness, you know, those can help you stay present and not just on to the next, which as an entrepreneur, you always have to be in the mindset of next, next, next. Mm -hmm. So you have to put it in the work to just be present right now. Good, good. Those two things are definitely things that um that I practice and so I, I see how it can help when you're definitely staying on top and disciplined to do those things. Um so I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. Um great. Well I really am glad that you were able to take some time out and jump on the podcast. I loved our whole conversation. I feel like all of our topics could be a whole separate episode. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I would say, I want to say thank you for making this process so easy. And you are like so on top of it, so professional. So, like, you make it so easy to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very thankful of that. Thank you. Good. Well, I appreciate that. Um, And yeah, so I will have links so everyone can find uh, how to reach you if they're interested or how to stay in touch with you. Um, But yeah, I appreciate everything that you've shared and the open and honest. kind of tips and tricks that you were able to um, to leave with us. So I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you for everyone that's listening. And make sure you hit me up and follow me. I can't wait to see how I connect with mamas after this. Great.
Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. For show notes and information about today's guest, head over to mommyfaceted.com. Also, make sure to follow Mommy Faceted on social media. That's Instagram and Facebook at Mommy Faceted. And there you'll find some stuff that doesn't make it to the podcast, whether that's more information about me, what's going on behind the scenes with my family, information about our guests, and other little things about motherhood that may surprise you, may encourage you, and inspire you. Also, if you have a moment, please, please, please take some time to write a review. Whether you're listening in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you can write a review and let me know which guests you like, which topics you're enjoying. Just share your thoughts. If you're listening on any other player, whether that's Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you can find the podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you get notifications when the next episode comes out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray you have a great week.